It is wonderful to be here with you this morning and to be able to share my testimony and just some thoughts. Uh, several years ago, we had a, a, a spot in our carpet in our family room where the carpet had started to warp and um, it was kind of wavy. So we knew that we needed to have it repaired so that it, our carpet was not damaged. We hired a repairman who had been suggested to us by one of our neighbors, a very nice man, and he did very good work. The summer afternoon that he was there in our home, the last little project that he had was fixing a little place in the family room. So he was busy in an area that was near the kitchen using his very sharp carpet knife and a stretching tool, and I was standing on the other side of the counter in the kitchen, and we were just exchanging some pleasantries when suddenly he screamed, no, and he stood up and he was holding his hand. And he said, I've cut my finger, do you have a Band-Aid? And I said, of course. So I went to the first aid kit to retrieve the Band-Aid and when I came back into the family room, he was not there. Instead, he was standing by the front door. And when he saw me, he said, the cut is too deep and too long, a Band-Aid's not going to be enough but I have something in the truck that will work better. And with that, he left and went outside. In my mind, I was thinking, okay, he will, he will search through his industrial first aid kit and find something that is going to cover this finger better, thinking maybe he would return with some gauze and a bigger Band-Aid or something like that. So imagine my surprise when instead, when he came back into uh, the family room to finish the work, he had the finger he had cut, and then the ones on either side, as well as the palm of his hand, completely encased in silver duct tape. Now, I know that there are lots of really good reasons to use silver duct tape, but this is one I had not thought of before. He went back to work, and after a few minutes, he said, do you have some paper towels? I thought, this can't be good. I said, I do. Why? He said, well, the duct tape didn't work quite as well as I thought it would, and I got blood on your white wall. So if you give me some paper towels, then I can clear off, I can clean off the wall. I gave him the paper towels, and he sent his little apprentice out to the truck to get something he said was going to be better that would cover his hands so that he could finish the work. So this young man came back with a very large black kind of plastic looking glove that completely covered his whole hand and came down part of on, uh, on his arm. He finished the work and when he was all finished, then I remarked to him, I said, I'm really sorry that you hurt yourself in my house. That's, you know, today. And he said, oh, it was my own fault. I was busy talking to you, and I wasn't paying any attention to what I was doing. So I said to him, well, surely you are going to go to the hospital so that you can have it cleaned and some stitches put in, and he said, no. That would take way too long, I don't have that much time, and besides that, it would cost too much. And with that, he got in his truck, and he drove away. And I stood there for a minute and thought, what? What did I just see? Um, I've thought about him since that time, and, and I hoped that his finger healed without being infected, 
But then I realized that he would go through the rest of his life then with a really ugly scar on his finger that reminded him of his carelessness that day in my house. Well, after he left, it was really interesting because my mind was immediately filled with three important gospel principles as I saw him drive away. So I want to share those with, with you t today. I kind of refer to him as my parable of the carpet layer. So one of the lessons that came into my mind was this. As we journey through life, even if we are trying really hard to be obedient, if we are not vigilant and diligent to that desire, it's really easy to become spiritually distracted. We focus on things that really don't have much value. When this happens, then our spiritual vision becomes cloudy and kind of distorted, and we are not able to see clearly. Our distractions are really anything that keep us from focusing on godly things, on our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. They can be good things, but if we are engaging in them to the point where we don't remember what our ultimate goal is, then we have become spiritually distracted. Several years ago, I was, I was driving from Rexburg, Idaho to Idaho Falls, which is a difference of about 30 miles along a freeway that is two lanes going in both directions, separated by a large grassy median. At the time that I was making this little journey to Idaho Falls, it was before they had built overpasses, and so you, there were no overpasses and on-ramps. You actually had to come to the edge of the freeway and stop and look both ways before you crossed and then crossed the median and then got on into the road in the, in the direction you were going. As I was driving along that morning, I noticed that the cars coming in the opposite direction were flashing their lights at me. All of them were flashing their lights at me. So I realized that that meant that there was some kind of hazard that I was coming upon that I couldn't see, and they were warning me of that. So I pulled over into the far right-hand lane, and I slowed down so that I was trying to look ahead to see what was coming. And then I saw what was coming. There was a car that was driving northbound in my southbound lane directly towards me. So when I saw her, I pulled onto the, the side of the road and I stopped. And as she drove past, I flashed my lights at her, hoping that she would realize that she was going in the wrong direction. And in doing that, she was putting herself and other people on the road, including me, in really great danger. The principle of the carpet layer applies to this woman. Even if she got in the car and she put on her seatbelt and she drove only the speed limit and she came to a complete stop before she started to cross the freeway, the one important decision that would keep her safe in making that, she became distracted and confused to the point where she did not even notice that there were warning and danger signs telling her, don't turn that way. She did anyway. So she'd done a lot of things right, 
but that important decision, the one that would keep her safe, is the one where she became distracted and confused. So, like the carpet layer, we can be doing good and wonderful things, but if we take our eyes off of our spiritual goal, we can find ourselves muttering the same words he said to me that afternoon. Oh, it was my fault. I was not paying attention to what I was doing. So let's keep our spiritual eyes open and focused on the things that really matter. The second thing that occurred to me was if we attempt to cover our sins and mistakes in the same way that the carpet layer did with his duct tape and his big black glove, thinking that the remedy to correct those mistakes and sins would be too costly or too time-consuming, they don't go away. And we are left then spiritually gnarled and scarred. So the answer to this question, can we hide our mistakes and sins from the Lord, is no. But in our effort to try and do that very thing, we will continue to reap the consequences of our actions and be plagued with guilt and remorse. President Harold B. Lee said this in 1973, if I were to ask you, what is the heaviest burden one may bear in this life, what would you answer? The heaviest burden that one has to bear in this life is the burden of sin. That is a terrible way to live, but it need not be so. Which led me to the third lesson that occurred to me as the carpet layer drove away. If we are willing to humble ourselves to do whatever is necessary to mend our spiritual wounds, to repent completely and often, um, and to turn back to the Lord, then we can become whole and clean, even if it takes some time and perhaps hurts a little more than we would like for it to. It's the only way to promised forgiveness. The carpet layer was willing to go through his entire life with a painful and ugly reminder of a mistake that he made one summer afternoon in my home. We needn't fall victim to that fate. The Savior paid the price for my peace of mind and clean life, a much greater price than I can fathom, but one for which I am eternally grateful. When we do all that we can do to make things right with our Heavenly Father, even though it may require some time, great effort, and maybe even a little discomfort, then we can trust in his words. This is what he said. Behold, he who has repented of his sins, the same is forgiven. And I, the Lord, remember them no more. So let's learn from the carpet layer. Pay attention. Keep your eyes open and focused on the things that really matter. Don't let past mistakes and sins continue to be a burden to you. And remember that the Savior himself paid the price so that we can have clean lives and peace of mind. I am grateful for him. I am grateful for the lessons that I learned as I watched that carpet layer drive away from our home. I am thankful for the atonement of Jesus Christ who allows us it allows us to be able to be happy and to have happy lives and feel clean and pure and be free from spiritual wounds. And this I testify of in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Wow.